Welcome to Coach Life, leading leaders with Pastor John Pierce, the Senior Minister of C3 Powerhouse and the Executive Director of C3 Church Global. When we coach leaders effectively, we create multiplication and momentum. We want to equip and inspire you as you grow as a coach who leads leaders. Join the conversation today with Pastor John and Dan Frecker, a Melbourne East location pastor. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Coach Life Leading Leaders. We're so glad that you have joined us, and I'm here with Pastor John. Hey, g'day, Dan. How are you going? And welcome, everybody, to another episode of Coach Life. Uh, really love the feedback we've been getting. And for, for those of you joining us the first time, we're all about helping uh, leaders lead leaders because there's yeah. a different thing to leading people in a group or to do a role to it is to actually coaching and developing leaders in a church setting particularly so whether you're a senior pastor location pastor ministry department head or coach of people this is for you Yes, and we're passionate about it. We're going to have lots of fun while doing it. But we do want to encourage you, make sure you share this with a friend or maybe do it alongside your team. And it would really encourage us if you gave us uh, feedback and subscribe. And yeah, give us a, a feedback rating wherever you consume this. But Pastor John, we're in the middle of a three-part uh, series. We've talked about the power of clear instruction. Yes. The power of asking great questions. Yes. So what are we going to lean into today? Okay, today we're going to talk about one one of my favorite things, Dan, which hasn't always been one of my favorite things, <laughs> right. but it's how to have continuous coaching conversations. I mm. I remember actually when this when I first became a senior pastor, and I'm I I'm a conflict avoider by nature, so mm. having a coaching conversation to help somebody improve was you know was something that I would avoid because that could create conflict they might not like me and I remember maybe six months into being a senior pastor our overseer came and visited us and he was he was challenging me to get good at coaching conversations because I was hiding from them right. and uh, it, not pretty so it's been an area for me that's not a natural strength that I've had to really work on how to have great coaching conversations so mm. we're going to dive into that and and I think I think it's just important for us to understand that if we want to get good at anything, uh, I saw Pastor Phil Pringle put up a post the other day, the greatest athletes in the world, the greatest sports people in the world, they have coaches. They have people telling mm. them how they can improve. So yeah. we need coaches and we need to be, be great coaches. So that's what we're going to dive into today for coaching conversations. Yes. And I know this is going to be really helpful because this is an area that similar to your journey, I think is a lot of our journeys. This isn't for everyone a natural thing they're confident in right. or love and just want to do. But right. I know that today as we practically look at this, it's going to be so helpful. And maybe we'll look at it a different way where, as you said, it becomes one of our favorite things to do yeah. Yeah. in coaching and believing in others. Um, but today we're going to go through a few of your best practices around yes. continuous coaching conversations. Yeah, yeah, so why don't we just... I've got about six things, it. Dan, that are, that are oh, going to help us, help us with in terms of how to have those. And we say continuous, so it's not like a once-a-year review. It's not <laughs> yes, even a once-a-month yep. moment where we sit down and go through a coaching. When you're discipling people and you're walking with them and you're journeying with them, you, you, you know, you just have conversations all the time. And yeah, not hard, harsh conversations, but it's just, hey, what do you think about that? Did you notice this? Hey, I saw that. And if that becomes just easy to to do and mm. becomes a culture of where we're continuously improving and we're equipping each other. I think it's really important. I think oh, the other yes. precursor thing that I've had to tell myself and team over the years is if you're complaining about something in one of the people you lead, that's your problem. Right. 
because you're not coaching them. Love that. So, yep. you know, if you find yourself complaining about people but then being smiling to them to their face, that's a character issue. And mm-hmm. you've got to grow to be able to, in a loving Jesus style, either coach people up, and that takes patience and long-term and love, but don't complain, coach, Dan. Don't yes. complain, coach. Come so that's, on. The, that's, the, that's the vibe. So, so let's yeah. go with six, six things. Are we ready to go? Oh. Let's get straight into it. This is going to be so good. All right. So the first thing I think is the backdrop mindset of a coach if a, and leading leaders is you're actually, it's earthed in vision. So you, mm. you, every conversation that you have with people needs to be coming out of the vision that you have for them. What, what yes. God, uh, his, his calling and his destiny on their life. So we're, we're coaching people to their potential. And so mm. you, you need to, if you're going to be a great leader, you need to kind of go, this person can do that. This, you know, this so person good. can be that. So Jesus did this. All right. He, he literally changed people's names to create a vision. So you're no longer Simon who's reedy, who's wishy-washy and blown around by the wind. You're the rock. You're Peter. So, mm. you know, he was, he was the rock before we have the rock, Dan. I know you love the rock. <laughs> I do so love the rock. He, he, was, <laughs> he was Peter. So, you know, uh, even when, when the Lord sent uh, Ananias, Ananias round mm. to pray for Saul who just had his conversion experience and he was blind. He This, uh, this is what mm. he said to Ananias. The Lord said to him, go, he's a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings and the children of Israel. So Saul's just been saved. He's just had an encounter with Jesus and immediately the wow. Lord sends him somebody with a clear vision. This guy is going to speak to kings for Jesus. I mean, he's been ripping the church to pieces. He's been martyring people, been throwing them into jail. And now God just comes up. He doesn't treat us according to our past. He's got this vision. The last one, one of my faves is Gideon, like an angel of the Lord or, you know, someone from heaven, a divine appointment comes and says, hey, mighty man of valor. And Gideon's like... (laughs) Who you who you talking to? I'm I'm crushing you know you know I'm in a wine press crushing grain. That's not where you should do it. I'm hiding. Wow. I've I've got an inferiority complex. But God comes and says, "Mighty man of valor." So I think mm. when we're going to coach people, we have to continuously in our own mind go, "This guy, this girl." Yes. You know, not like okay, they're not they're not not that they're the next Reinhard Bonnke if that's unrealistic. You can undermine your credibility by mm. over projecting, but you can go you can sense something about you're going to be a great connect group leader. I can just see yes. your connect groups going. In fact, you're going to grow it. You're going to flourish. You know, so around a role or a calling or what it is. So mm. I think number one, if you're going to have continuous coaching conversation, it has to be earth in God's vision for that person. Mm. And I've discovered people feel this and, you know, yeah. people hear our words, but they feel our yeah, heart. They and do feel there's it. such a difference here of, you know, a leader who uses people to fulfill their tasks and mm-hmm. their vision. Mm-hmm. People will feel that even if their words are different. But what yep. we're talking about here is people will feel your heart that yep. believes in them, that sees the call of God. Yep. And as you shared earlier, we're wanting to develop them into their potential. Yes. And what a great foundation for coaching to flow out of is actually it's earthed in a vision for yep. your life from God. Yeah, it? exactly. And people feel that, right? They do. So super, super important. It's the Jesus mm. way. It's God's Come way on. of leading people. So let's jump into number two. If you're going to have continuous coaching conversation, it needs to be encouragement rich 
Yes. Encouragement Come rich. On. So there, there needs to be a sense. So this is, you need to be a secure person to lead leaders so that so you're good. not, if you're an insecure person, you'll nitpick and find fault and pull people down to make yourself mm. feel bigger. So that's a wrong focus and motivation as a, as a coach of leaders, as a pastor of leaders. So that needs to be encouragement rich, which some people are natural at. Some people mm. aren't natural at, but you've got to work on that. So we would, we would say something like this, catch people doing the right thing. And mm. then if you see it, say it. That's one of the expressions, Dan, I know you use a lot. If you see someone yes. doing the right thing, say they're doing the right thing. Say yes, that absolutely. they did that really well. And encouragement that's powerful is specific. It's yes. not, oh, you're a good bloke, you know, oh, you're a great <laughs> yeah. mate. You're, you know, it's specific. Like, hey, I just saw the way that you greeted that new person and get, got them to come and sit beside you in church. That's just such an inclusive behavior. Well done. Mm, so that's, yeah. that's encouragement. And I think around people's strengths, we want to encourage them. So find their strengths and coach them according to their strengths. But yes, I would feel like you want to be in the 80 to 90% of your coaching for a person mm. is encouragement. So yes. they did the right thing and you caught them doing the right thing and you reinforced that with encouragement. And then, and then rather, you know, cause people get this mindset, oh, coaching's all about finding where people are weak or where they're not doing things well. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna coach them up. It's, it's not so much of it's about encouraging people, yeah. putting confidence in them. Yeah, and I totally agree, I think that yeah the most powerful coaching is it's it's the reinforcing and encouragement and and this mindset's so important to get right and as you mm -hmm. shared so many of us think of coaching the wrong way but it's actually mainly we're trying to encourage the good things we see and yes. of course there's that 10 to 20 percent where it's constructive feedback yeah. and helping yeah. people grow but yep. Uh, this was a huge lesson I learned um, before moving to Melbourne to plant mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you and um, Pastor Dan were growing Ebony and I as leaders and part of that is how to give feedback and I'll just never forget yeah Pastor Dan sat me down and said 80-20 we want 80% yep. to be positive and encouraging 20% yep. yep. to be constructive and I, I've never forgotten that yeah very good very, mm. very good which sometimes it's easy other times you've got to be quite disciplined and you know yeah. almost write things down so that you're like okay yep. That's good. That was good. That was good. And hey, here's how you can improve. So, yeah. so very good. good. Encouragement rich. All right. Number three. Point this number is a, three. This is a good one. When you're particularly in the early journey of developing a leader, it's really good to ask them for permission to coach them. Right. So I've sat with teams of people, you know, so, so you can coach people one on one. You can also coach people in a team. So there's been moments in a team where I've said, hey, the four or five of you here, you get on really well. There's a great level of vulnerability and trust. I could coach you one on one, but I'd love to coach you in front of each other so we can all learn. Mm. Are you OK with that? And so mm. just a permission giving moment. And then that that becomes great for a team. But I'd roll it back when someone first comes into your team. First, yeah. when you're starting to just go, hey, here in our church, in our organization, here at C3 Powerhouse, we are, we invest in leaders through continuous coaching conversations. So yeah. I, I want to coach you and I want to bring the best out in you and it'll be mostly positive stuff. So you'll love it. But I just want to know you're up for that because that's the mm. way we're going to develop you as a leader. So get their so permission good. and then ask them this is kind of cool, what's your preferred way for me to give you feedback yeah because yeah, some people I love that thought. yeah so i don't know dan what's your preferred way to get coaching feedback <laughs> 
I'd say I I thrive in a culture of encouragement, and so yes. I am definitely someone who I don't. I love getting uh, improvements. I do like that bit quite direct and clear, and yes. just yep, give it to me. But I do really thrive when there is encouragement. Um, after that, and so I just leave the conversation feeling loved and believed yes. in. I, so I some sandwich me, technique for you, Dan. Yep, that uh, does work. You're for awesome me. at this. Let's work <laughs> on that. But hey, you're amazing but hey, at I this. I love you, and you're inc- yeah. No, so yeah. that definitely helps me personally. Yeah. <laughs> then we've got other leaders who are like, Stop, don't fluff around. Just give it to me straight. I want to know all that stuff. I just want stuff. the meat. I don't want yeah, any I'm, bread. I'm confident, <laughs> and, and you still got to be encouraging. But you just got to yes. work out. Some people. You know, and here's a little interesting thing about coaching. Okay, the more senior you are in an organization, the more weight that you have. Mm, so what might feel like a tap, you know, like, oh, just change that to you. Mm. If you're high up in the organization or, you know, and someone's quite removed from you and they don't have a lot to do with you, then you, that can feel like a sledgehammer to somebody right. if you give a little improvement thing. So... That you just got to be aware of what's the weight that you carry mm. in people's eyes and organization. So, so yeah, we're just asking permission and what's the best way, even when's the best time. So we debrief preachers after preaching. Would you like it straight after the service? Would you like it on Monday? Would you like it on Tuesday? <laughs> uh, I'm a Tuesday guy. I, I just yep. want to know I was awesome straight away <laughs> and uh, help me. You know, I've got enough of my own inner critic and my own yes. analysis going on and, uh, so tell me I'm awesome and then on Tuesday give me the things <laughs> that I can improve. So anyway, yeah. that's just, that's funny. And I, oh look, I think this is so helpful. As, as you shared, this is a culture. And mm. what mm-hmm. I always said to people is, hey, like this is who we are. It's how we do yes. things. I yes. personally get feedback and I love it. And I just yes. think if we can make it normal, it's culture. healthy, yeah. part of the culture, it's a yep. great environment. Because we want to be better. We're, we're stewards of the kingdom of God. We're, we're, yep. uh, we have to give an account when we get to heaven. We want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Amen. And so we, we need to, this is, this is so important. So we want to be getting better at what we do in a biblical way. Mm. So you know, whether that's a preacher, whether that's a worship leader, whether that's a group leader, a team leader, a coach yep. in, a, in a team, whatever that environment is, as a ministry leader, just, you know, ongoing coaching conversations are really mm. important. So we should sign up for those. And yep. can I ask, can I say, if you're a leader and your leader hasn't asked you permission, just go and initiate and say, hey, I want you to speak into my life. I want, yes. you to, I want you to help me become a better leader. It's a really good empowering conversation to have. Yeah. I think when people are hungry, when they're humble, man, and teachable, yes. it's an yep. unstoppable force for us exactly. to become who God's called us to be. Exactly. Um, so what's our fourth best best practice today? All right, number four, Dan, is when you're coaching, emphasize values mm. and refer back to the instructions. So it's, you know, two episodes ago, we talked about clear instructions. Mm. So what you can't do as a coach is give feedback and say, why didn't you A, B, and C? If you'd never told people, I expect you to A, B, and C. Oh, wow. Okay. So we need to, you know, so sometimes when I'm doing uh, feedback for a team, I'll actually pull out the, a card or a piece of paper and go, mm. now remember we, when you're uh, preaching, we want you to do this. How did you think you went with that? Uh, it's un- what's unfair is to give somebody a shot without clear instructions and then right. they don't go so well and then you don't give them any feedback and never ask them again. Oh, not cool. That's, that's just unfair to people. Like, oh, what was wrong? So you, clear instructions up front. 
but then coaching. So someone might start at a three out of 10, but quickly go to an eight out of 10 if you're giving good, good feedback and good mm. coaching. So I'd say this. So, so you can't keep moving the goalposts. So Jesus, I loved the way Jesus did this. So the disciples, he sends them out two by two, pray, cast out demons, heal the sick. They come back, they, they reflect, they give the report and, and they go, you know, the demons came out. It was amazing. And you should have seen this. And they're having this great time. And Jesus goes, awesome. But then he has a values uh, co- coaching feedback session where he's mm. like, that's great. Now, I saw li- Satan fall like, from lightning, like from heaven like lightning. So if you want to talk about the ultimate exorcism, I've seen it. So it's cool, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's not as What's really cool is that your names are written in the book of life. Yes. That's the, that's the salvation is the most, it's the most important thing. So Jesus, he, he does that. He, it's another case, um, a Samaritan village rejects the disciples and Jesus. And so a couple of his disciples who are fire, fireballs are like, well, let's call down lightning from heaven and <laughs> destroy them. And Jesus, uh, if you see it, you say it. He sees it (laughs) and he says it. And he says, guys, uh, that's not the spirit of which we are. We're not the call down fire on people. Mm. Um, I feel like some Christians need to hear that today. We're not the call down fire on the world. That's that's not our job. We're called for mercy on the world. We're called for love to the world. They're going to get judged. They already are judged. They're already condemned. We're trying to pull them out of that. Anyway, so so Jesus, (laughs) he, he talks to values. And around that that kind of issue. He says, you know, you guys, you're sending all the little kids away. No, no, no. Let the little children come. It's a Mm. value. If you want to be in the kingdom, you've got to be like one of these children. So he he gives the immediate coaching, but it it is within the context of a value. So so often it's good for an organization to have behavioral values. We've got nine um, leadership behavioral values at church about alignment, buoyancy, communication. So so often when you're giving feedback, you go, hey, one of our cultures is diligence. Mm. You know, we, we've got a strong work ethic. We, we're we responsible. Yeah. And so do you think the way you handled that was diligent? Mm. So, so if you coach a lot back to the values that have been clearly explained or the yeah. instructions or kingdom values, then that just, it's not so much I think you're this, it's let's, let's measure up against what the Bible says or yes. what the values are. So that's, it just takes, it makes it less personal about my yeah. opinion and your opinion. Yeah. And what I'm hearing a theme, there's no surprises. You know, there's not yeah. a surprise I'm getting coaching. I've asked permission and yes. there's no surprise I'm getting coached on something that wasn't clearly instructed yeah. to me. And I think yeah. that's so helpful. And I just wanted to circle back because I know timing is an interesting question. And I noticed yes. that Jesus didn't wait for his next coffee in <laughs> Jerusalem with Peter. Uh, <laughs> he didn't He didn't yeah. write it down and wait. So I guess, you right. know, what have you learned? You, you're a very experienced coach. What have you learned around the timing of when we give this feedback? Yeah, look, I would say in the earlier days when I was learning, mm. I, would, I would put it off because that's conflict avoidance mm. and w- wait for the perfect moment. You know, and yep. and so I had to learn that that if I'm going to be developing leaders on the go, sometimes it's just, especially if it's a little thing, you don't want mm. to let a little thing build up, build up, build up, and three months later you go, oh yeah, now remember that time because it was only yes. a little thing. So just a little <laughs> yeah. thing, talk about it right there straight away. Um, you know, if it's a bit, bit of a bigger thing, a character thing, or something, a, a big blind spot, you do need to pick your moment. You do need yeah. to kind of be aware of. Um, 
the person's emotional well-being, timing, etc. Is this a face-to-face conversation? Is this a phone call? Is this yeah. just something that I could give feedback in a text? Because some sometimes just a text. If you've got really strong relational connection, mm. we can just send a little text. I remember recently, Dan, I'll, here's one little one. It was uh, you and Ebony in our staff meetings. You're in Melbourne, and yep. and. Um, I think one of you was sitting in the second or third row and we just quickly text and said, hey, guys, need you in the front row every time. Yeah. So that's that didn't need a coffee. It didn't need a big <laughs> – it didn't need a big – it's not, not a big deal. It's yep, just – totally. And because there's an ongoing flow of encouragement and communication, Yes. that's fine, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is something that when I was earlier on my coach journey, this was a big thing as well, similar to you. And I just – what do I love, Pastor? And, you know, we have our coaching cards and – and they're designed that, you know, so as a group coach, I I, coach, I do that feedback on the night with them or yep. if I'm coaching yes. an A-team. Yep. And I think if you, we can create that culture, it's just such a healthy and sustainable way to coach, isn't it? So good. So good. Mm. All right, number five, Dan, we're, we're getting Ooh. through them. Number five is this, is encourage self-reflection. Love that. So the point of coaching is actually to help people be self-coaches, help yes. people stop and reflect. Um, we've got the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. So he's our helper. He, if we stop and, oh, Holy Spirit, how could I improve? We want to create that. Now, we don't want to, oh, no, it's just me and God. Me and God sort it out and play the God card. But we just want to create a culture where people are hungry for input from God and we're waiting for it and, we're, and actually asking for that. So I notice. so Jesus sends the disciples out. They, some of them have a moment where they can't cast a demon out. Mm. And they so this is what's good about this moment. Jesus didn't jump in and say, here's the issue. They right. said, Lord, why couldn't we cast it out? So mm. I think it's Jesus, why did that not work? And he was direct. Uh, he saw it and he said it. Unbelief. I mean, Jesus, yeah. you know, I don't want to get the get behind me Satan sort of conversations going on. Jesus nope. was full of love, <laughs> but he was also direct when he needed to be, when people were really missing it. So he just said that it's unbelief and this type only goes out by prayer and fasting. So it's a lifestyle thing for you guys to carry yeah. power. But that came because they asked for the feedback. That was a good self-reflection moment. That's great. Yeah, we speak the truth in love. Jesus mm-hmm. spoke the truth in love. And mm-hmm. I just wanted to quickly share a thought from John Maxwell because mm. often we hear that experience is the best teacher. Mm. And John, I've heard John Maxwell say that he disagrees with that. It's like actually reflection yes. on the experience. And he yes. says that reflective thinking turns experience into insight. And yeah, I actually think for us as good. leaders, it's actually one of the best muscles we can grow is that muscle mm-hmm. of self-reflection. Mm-hmm. And then as coaches, as we're talking about, we we'll encourage our leaders we're coaching to reflect and, and yep. for them to just get in that habit. And I think yep. that's such a great environment to grow. Very good. I like that. That's, that's wisdom. Okay, mm. which gets us to the, the last one. And this is around blind spots. So this is probably... You know, where, where things can get tough. So often Ooh. when you're coaching people, you're doing it, you know, we talked about this through asking questions. That's a great way to coach and people are reflecting. And, yep. you know, 95% of the time people are aware of, oh, I should have said this, especially if you're clear with the instructions. I missed yeah, that. So true. I should have said this. We're aware. You know, most of us are harder on ourselves than, than we need to be. So, you know, really the coach is pulling people up rather than mm. pulling, you know, rather than addressing things. But periodically, there are blind spots. You know, if I'm going to, if I'm golfing, I'm learning to golf, uh, reading the book, that can help. Um, <laughs> yep. Watching you, watching an expert golf, that can help. 
having experience that can help but if i've got a, if i've got something that's not right if my technique's out i need right. an external person to go hey your head's not over the ball or hey you know you're you're swinging too hard or whatever mm. that whatever the case might be because they they're outside it they can see mm. and so the key of a coach who's experienced and who loves you and can see and, and sometimes a blind spot in us, you know, that, that blind spot could be anything to do. It could be personal. It could be relational. It could be the way I'm talking to people. Yeah. It could be the, it could be my dress sense. I've, I've had some coaching conversations uh, in the very early days around my dress sense was not, a, it was right. not appropriate for being a senior leader. I was just dressing wow. down. I needed to get a new clothing wardrobe. So that was an awkward conversation. Oh, uh, my wife but, would love it if um, she got that because she could spend some money on clothes. Anyway, I won't go there. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so these sort of things, you know, um, can be challenging. So, for a coach, you got to, you got to. I think it's worthwhile if you're an inexperienced coach, is to just bounce that off a more experienced coach. Hey, oh, this is Great what I'm seeing. It. This is what I'm thinking. Uh, how do you think I should go about this? Mm. So, I, I would just, you know, if it's around a blind spot or a character issue or something mm. that's been that, that's concerning. And so I'd, I'd run, run it past somebody. And then I'd always yeah. just go through, the, this is the three phases that I'd go through once I'm sure we really need to help a person. So let's just right. say it's consistent punctuality issues. The yeah. person just never turns up, never turns up, never turns up on time. And the team are now demoralized. They're the leader, yeah. undermining their credibility. So the first thing I'd go, I'd start with the question, hey, Dan, how do you think you're going with punctuality? So that's <laughs> yes. a, that's that's an encouraging you to reflect. Now a smart mm. leader is going to see why I'm asking that question <laughs> and go mm, and might go well it's this it's this it's this and and then you would just reinforce you know what it's actually really important your your leadership credibility is being undermined mm. in front of your team they don't they can't you know so it's you would, they identify yeah. it, you reinforce it that's the first level if they go eh, I think I'm going pretty good yeah, yeah. Why? Why do you ask? <laughs> you know. Uh, well, then you're going to go to the next level, which is a suggestion. Start start with a question, a suggestion. You go. Well, I've noticed, you know, the last six Sundays that you're running into church to lead the worship uh, with five minutes to go. You're missing <laughs> rehearsal, whatever. You know, right, you're running yeah, into yeah. kids' church. I've noticed that. Do you think that that's what's going on there? Do you think that's an issue? Oh. And they and again, hopefully, when you've suggested that, yeah, um, they can then I go. Actually, you're right. And then mm. you dig a bit. Why is that? What's going on? What's in your mind? You know, are you sleeping in? Or, oh, you know, you're partying late on Saturday? Night, whatever. You just you're <laughs> digging to find out what the real issue is. Okay. And then if but if that this doesn't land, you're just you have to be directive. And once you've gone through it, then uh, we've got a problem here with your punctuality. Yeah. So it's not a not a, I've no. It's like this. This is an issue. Yeah. And this is going to, you know. And so you don't want to get too heavy with it. But alter, so often you do have to bring it to the surface and then go. So how can I help you change this behaviour? That's an awesome question. So just going through three kind of layers with that. So mm. I'm, look, I've had the awkward ones. I've had things about uh, the way I, the way I am around big leaders, uh, where mm. I've been anxious. All sorts of different conversations I've had over the years. That's that's been good for me. The way I prayed. Mm. All sorts of things. And at the at the time, it's awkward. You know, yeah. it's a little yeah, embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, and, and and sometimes you're like defensive, but yeah. just. 
you kind of know I, I need to hear this it's good for mm. me yeah oh that is such a help i love it so a question a suggestion and then a little bit more direct if it's not yeah. there that's a really practical helpful thought Great. Oh, so good. Well, I hope this has helped you. I know this has been such an encouraging conversation and we believe in you. You're a great coach. You've been yes. called by God. Yes. So together, let's have continuous coaching conversations to develop people into their destiny. We believe in you. God bless you guys. Thanks for joining us on today's episode and we pray that you've been equipped and enlarged in your leadership journey. We would appreciate your feedback by leaving us a review wherever you've joined us from today. You can connect with John on Instagram at John underscore Pierce. We hope you join us again soon for our next episode of Coach Life Leading Leaders.